welcome, 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 podcast listeners. Welcome to a new year with Fret Talk. This is episode number 178, the first of this 2021 year. And you are here with your host, this Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. A very well-rested and a little bit rounder Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here with your another host, Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Indeed. Right. Yeah. This is, I mean, we, we've had a little bit of a hiatus, haven't we? This was a, um, quite a quite a long one, this. It's only been two, two weeks. Half, but three weeks? I can't like remember. Uh, I mean, like, the, the podcast was released on Christmas Day, so that should keep you going. Um, but yeah. yes, we are officially back. Um, how are you, Matt? Like, has, has the Christmas break treated you well? What Christmas break? <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I, I worked on Christmas Day. I worked on Boxing Day. I worked on New Year's Day. I didn't get a Christmas break. Merry Christmas, everybody. Shit, man. Like, hardest working man in show business, living up to his name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's been good. Um, yeah. I, did, I'd like, I, I don't really do Christmas, so I didn't really get anything much. I basically... I. I got a Christmas bonus, which I used to buy some stuff, which we've already talked about the the little amp, the um, yeah, the, the SM and Hum Dalt simplifier, yeah, um, which didn't get to end use up in the end. Um, I was supposed to be doing a gig with it on the twenty eighth, and we had to cancel the gig due to um, one of the guys in the band is not feeling great. Um, so yeah, yeah, he he was unable to do the gig. So I haven't ma- uh, like I've heard it through headphones direct in. Which is not how I'm going to use it. Like I haven't just like yeah. All I've done is plug a guitar into the front of it yeah. and listen to it through headphones. And don't get me wrong, it sounds good. But um, I am going to imagine it's going to sl- sound slightly different through a PA system and with pedals in the front end. So yeah, yeah. I will reserve judgment. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the purpose of it. I mean, it's like at the moment it's like having a sports car and and doing it at, like in first gear, isn't it really? Yeah, it's it's like driving up and down the driveway when it's twenty five foot driveway. Like, yes, I know it works. Yeah. How well it works is a completely another matter. Yeah, and it's it's really that uh, like that first gig experience, which which really gives you the 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 test, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, like got to wait a little bit longer for that, which is mildly irritating. But you know, like I'm not going to make people gig if they're not well. Like. Yeah, you, it's just yeah. It's I not mean, you, you need to do. You're not a not a gig Hitler. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, so I haven't really kind of managed to test that out. But the other thing I spent my Christmas bonus on, um, I'm actually using to record the podcast, and that's my PC. Woohoo! Yeah, it, I mean, it's like it's futuristic specs, isn't it? It's got it's got very very good specs on it. Yeah, well, I basically went for um, the latest Ryzen seven. Um, which is not quite the top. Ryzen nine is the top, but yeah, like for the latest version of the Ryzen seven, I've got like last year's graphics cards as opposed to well, sorry, no, twenty nineteen's graphics cards as opposed to twenty twenty graphics card, but still yeah. like way up in spec from what I've got. Um, and yeah, just like loads of RAM, loads of internal storage. I've got a one terabyte non solid state drive and a five hundred gig solid state drive so plenty of storage space for recording things like podcasts <laughs> that and... should do you shouldn't it really <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, and it's just kind of like it, it's something that hopefully has future proofed me because yeah. I couldn't be asked buying either a PS5 or a, an Xbox and waiting. Like this is kind of my my games console, and if I want to go back to streaming, my streaming unit, and yeah, just like it's it's everything all in one. Yeah. Um, so I spent a, a bit of a chunk of money on it, but it'll it'll <laughs> last me for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and it is it's it's that that like sizable chunk of money gets you from like the the cusp of like oh this will do to this or this will do. Yeah, it, it's very much like the old PC. I'm not going to say it was on his last legs. Like it, it it did its job. Yeah. But this one will do the job of the old one and the job of my Xbox One and probably will run games at the same sort of spec as the whatever the new ones are called. The, I forget what Xbox are calling their new console because they didn't just go with one, two, three, four, and five like fucking PlayStation have. It was, it was Xbox, then three sixty, then one, and I, I'm lost at this point. Is it X? Is it S? Is it both? Is it neither? I don't know. It's, it's probably some <laughs> some random integer, isn't it? <laughs> Xbox yeah. mi- N minus one, yeah, to the power of five or something, or yeah, negative E or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean that's that's too much hassle. That is, if I've got to work, <laughs> like do mathematics to work out what Xbox I've got, then go for it yourself, Microsoft. Yeah. So yeah, like this this will be my gaming console. I literally I've been installing stuff in it today. So like I booted it up about R five, and it was about ready to podcast when you called at seven. <laughs> <laughs> Way. Yeah. I mean, because like getting getting it set up for podcast is isn't. Uh, an incredibly difficult journey is it's it's relatively light uh light on the uh but on on everything pretty much it's you can you can run a a podcast rig on quite a modest pc yeah Uh, the problem was what i did was oh look my new pc is on let's get everything downloading yeah 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 (laughs) yeah. i'll just uh i'll just i remember i needed this program and that program and this pro yeah i've I've done that before yeah yeah, and I, so like, luckily, it kind of all downloaded just as you were calling. Like, I'd, I'd already tested Audacity because I didn't get a chance to get around to downloading Reaper because I was like, oh, I'm downloading seven things. Maybe <laughs> I should just kind of wait now, <laughs> wait until <laughs> some of them have downloaded. <laughs> so it. I, like, I know, I know, Audacity is a very small file compared to Reaper, so we'll go back to that for one podcast. I doubt the listeners will even be able to tell the difference. No, I mean, from from, from this end. I'm getting the same kind of thing because I, I, for those who don't know, I'm the one who compiles all the podcast. Pretty much, uh, does all of the the rest of the the back end stuff. Um, so for me, it's just going to be I'm going to receive uh, a audio file from you, yeah, uh, which will be very similar to the audio file that I receive every week, um, and then I'll compile it exactly the same way. Oh, I'm going to have to remember the login at Dropbox, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> ah, we'll come to, we'll we'll sort that when we come to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if worse comes to worst, you can like put it on a USB flash drive and put it into your old computer. Yeah, then I'd have to reconnect because basically all the connections from the old computer are now in the new computer. So I then have to uh-huh. reconnect the old computer. <laughs> what you... And I don't think I've got a flash drive, but what I do have is is an external hard drive that's currently in my Xbox One. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, I've I've been getting into like really, really seriously nerdy shit over the uh, over this Christmas holiday. I've been I've largely put the guitar down, 
Uh, but I've been looking into like setting up a uh, like a headless Plex server uh, for like media storage, essentially. Which is for for those who are who are not completely and utterly nerd fuck. Um, it's essentially like having your own personal Netflix, um, but then also having like a um, a headless NAS server on that as well, so that I can use that as my like a, a personal dropbox which may be remote as well um <laughs> I, I don't necessarily need that to be remote because I, all i need to do is be able to because i've got like i've got a bunch of pcs um and transferring files between all of them is a massive pain in the balls um yeah. Because it's it's a case of like having to either put it on like a SD card or a, a flash drive or or which is more likely what I'm I'll do is put it onto Google Drive and then have to because because I've got like your standard Google Drive which is like two gig of storage or something like that yeah something it's something quite silly and quite small uh, so it's a case of like having to put something onto Google Drive and then like delete some files to make sure that I've got the storage for it and all this hassle. And it's just, yeah, if I, if I've got like a, a local area network, essentially hard drive that all my computers can attach to, ooh, pardon me, uh, that my computers can attach to, then I can like potentially cut my workflow down a little bit, but it's, it's just completely and utterly nerdy shit. Uh, and that's the rabbit hole that I've been getting myself into over this Christmas holiday. Complete and utter, just like computer nerd shit. Um, so, um, yeah, I think potentially you could do that. You could have your old computer set up as a headless uh, NAS. I mean, I I could do, but I'd have to like teach myself how to connect to a headless NAS and what a headless NAS is and <laughs> all of the, all of all of the goings on. And uh, or, or or I could just store it in my nice new brand new computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just you. Yeah, use use the expensive nice show anything you've just bought. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I should probably be doing that as well. I mean, because before Christmas, I bought a, a a relatively old computer that I then spec'd up to be better than the the laptop that i am pretty sure in 2021 will stop being a, a usable computer <laughs> it might not it might not give up on me but it's um i think i bought it in like 2000 and 2014 2015 something like that um, okay and <laughs> yeah it's yeah. I mean, you you've used it quite a lot since then, now, haven't you? It's not like it's it's been a like once a week jobby. No, it's it's literally almost almost daily, if not daily. I mean, because the the podcast obviously gets recorded onto this, as well as the no talk all tone stuff, which comes along with stupid shit like um, all manner of like me experimenting with like creating transitions for videos and stuff like that so all, all of that kind of lark comes along with it so like tons and tons of video files and whatnot um and, and like general kind of work word processing and 
and a fair amount of like game emulation as well. So yeah, it's it's seen its use and it's 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 done pretty pretty damn well. Oh, um, good, but yeah, it it yeah. As long as you've you got your use out of it, then it's all good. Yeah, but like I say, I, I don't think it's gonna last all that much longer. So I've got to <laughs> transition over to using the newer um, PC or the one that I've at least spec'd up. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's gonna be a slow process for like twenty twenty one, pretty much. Um, speaking of twenty twenty one, I think. What we're going to do today is we're going to have a chat about kind of New Year goals. Um, we're going to do that possibly possibly in about 10 minutes' time because I don't think we're quite finished with the um, with the, what we've been up to yet, have we? Not quite, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't done any of mine, but is there anything else that you want to add on to that, Matt? I played my own company Christmas party, which is like the weirdest thing I've ever done. Um, I was saying to the guys afterwards, like what I normally do for a gig is for the first three or four songs, I look away from all the people that I know just so I can relax into it. (laughs) And when you're playing something for your work's Christmas party, you look up and you go, fuck, I can't do that. (laughs) So like all of a sudden you've got all of the adrenaline in the entire universe surging through your veins your heart's pumping out your chest and you're going fucking hell I can't fuck anything up somebody's gonna know and of course like they're all half cut like there was a free bar for the most of the night there was still a free bar certainly where we we went on so they weren't gonna notice if if I messed anything up but, but like it, it just I, I was just feeling the stress levels and just kind of like trying not to look anybody in the eye and it actually <laughs> went really well like the first first three or four songs I kind of got into it after that and um, I I don't think I messed anything up in those songs, but I was just kind of like really conscious about everything and really worried that I was going to overthink something and then go into it. And then just kind of like, as everything went on, I I noticed that everybody was enjoying themselves. I work with basically a bunch of lads. So it was, it was, I don't, in fact, I don't think any of the girls turned up. So I think it was literally, we were playing to a room full of lads and I was expecting them to go and sit. Like it, it was a ro- very weird shaped room, and I was expecting them to go and sit as far away from us as possible. And yeah. we might get the odd clap after a song, but no, they were all stood in front of us, dancing along every now and again, and just seemed to be really enjoying it. Um, and just got loads of compliments afterwards. I think a lot of them, when I say I play in a pub band, yeah, expect like the the. I, I don't want to be mean and say low quality stuff, but like the kind of stuff that I was playing in my first pub band where it was a school band and you just yeah. kind of did rough, appro- like if, if I'm being really honest, rough, rough approximations of songs. Yeah. Um, but we're really quite polished. Um, I would like to think anyway. And yeah, people were, yeah. seem to be really, really impressed um, with the stuff that kind of we played. So yeah, it was just really good. Um, yeah. Just a, just a cracking great fun gig. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard of your uh, both your bands, actually, it's quite a polished experience, and the the like your main uh, like covers pub band uh, you've been doing for like years and years now, you know. So yeah, so it wasn't even that band. It was it was the band I've been in for two years that this gig was with. Um, 
about I think it's about two years ago I started um, playing with the, the the newer of the two, uh, which is the one that played this gig, um, and yeah, like we just cut like the only th- the thing that we say after every gig is every gig we feel like we click a little bit more and yeah. just get like it we just become tighter and tighter and everything just kind of like settles everybody's really enjoying themselves so yeah it's it's all really good yeah yeah and like having having years worth of um experience across the bands as well like you say yeah. like your first the first band that you're in it's very very rough, rough approximations and it's it's uh like it, you, you, the claps that you get are like, oh, that was a good try, yeah. uh, and and the more that you you go on and and you kind of cut your teeth uh, doing doing that kind of gigging if it's like, uh, if it's regular enough, because uh, I mean I yeah. did exactly the same. The first kind of maybe like four years of my playing was playing in in those kind of shitty high school bands, but then. We uh, we very quickly got good enough that we became residents in a in a couple of pubs, uh, and and that was literally we were, we were gigging every week, uh, yeah. and it it brought my playing on so much, um, and you get like you you get a, a sense of um, kind of joint musicianship. You get that you develop skills playing with other musicians, which is a skill that is is very um very undervalued or yeah. or at least kind of it's it's almost like a hidden skill isn't it it's not it's not one of those skills that like all the new guitarists are, are saying oh yeah like I want to be really tight and locked in with my band like no I want to be able to sweep and yeah, yeah. and like that's all well and good, but yeah, like you say, like the the only way you you get to be, or you certainly the only way to get, I don't want to say get all the plaudits that you deserve, but certainly for people to appreciate you, you need to be in a band where either everybody in the crowd loves your sweet picking because you're at a metal concert or whatever, and that's fair enough. And I'm not I'm not saying that that's not something that people enjoy and not something not that you shouldn't do. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's not the way sort of that's it's not my music and it's not my playing so for the st- sort of stuff that i do you need to be in a band that's tight because you if something is out everybody can notice it straight away because there's there's no nothing that's overpowering or anything everything needs to be in its own place and everything kind of has to fit and gel together and it's all about like the whole band as a unit rather than just one particular instrument yeah, yeah, and I think in in any genre of music, of music, like you can you can have that one dicky guitarist who's sweeping over everything, but if he if he's not listening to the band whilst he's doing it, I say yeah. he it could be a, could be a female as well, but it's largely a male trait that is look how awesome my my ability yeah. is on this instrument. It's it's the kind of the bravado, the showing off, isn't it? Um, yeah, and if you've got someone who just does that all of the time it you'll lose your audience like that um no one will want to listen to it and as much as we rip on people like uh like Malmsteed and he does he does indulge in that <laughs> fair, fair amount um with with his solo stuff he, he the band 
are there to support him and and yeah they're all kind of playing to that uh to that m- music to that uh, it, I, I'm not quite sure of the word, but like they're <laughs> they're all kind of synchronized with with the idea that Malmsteen is the the focus of the uh, yeah. of the piece, and they're all kind of supporting that. Um, so it still it still works, whether you like it or not. Is neither here nor there. Yeah, it's neither That's here nor there. Yeah. But the, like, the yeah. band themselves will be a tight band, and uh, like I've seen Paul Gilbert a fair few times, as I mentioned uh, last time. Um, and it's very, it's very much the Paul Gilbert show. It's like it's showcasing him and his uh, his talents, but his band are fucking tight as well. Um, and they, yeah. they, they've all of them, each and every one of them, including Paul, have uh, spent their time gelling with each other as musicians. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a very uh, it's a very underappreciated skill. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's something a bit different. Like, so you were saying that, like, you did four years of kind of cutting your teeth, and you started, and you were in the same kind of band, and just learning to be tight by the end of it. I did it very, pretty much the other way. So my school band maybe did nine, ten gigs total. Yeah, and then I was thrown into a band that had been around for a couple of years, and it was a case of sink or swim. Like, I'd like I went along for an audition. I think I played. Four tracks, and they decided that yeah, that's that's good enough. Um, and I think we gigged within four months of that, Shit. and um, it was just a case of then just like adding to it, and it was yeah, it it was completely the other way, but like it was a case of right, okay, I've got to learn these stuff, and these guys know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about. If they ever ask me to do anything, I'll just make sure that like I focus on that or whatever. And it was just a case of like. Because we were actually supposed to gig, like, I think it was two and a half months after the first practice, and then just somebody was ill. So we were actually ready to go within, like, two and a half months. And I'd, I'd basically, like say, I'd been in a, a, a band that just kind of did rough approximations of songs, and then it was all, all of a sudden it was like, no, everything yeah. is pretty much as the record, but these are the ways you can kind of vary off it. And yeah. it, was, it was a very different experience. But, yeah, that, that brought my playing on. A lot very quickly but then i caught because we, we played mo- a lot of the same songs then for about well i've been with them for nine years now coming up yeah coming up for nine years since that first gig um so obviously a lot of the songs have stayed the same we've learned a lot of other ones and things have gone in and out but um so that's why i was kind of feeling a little bit stale before i joined the new band yeah but yeah um it like we've got a reputation now a really good reputation the first band because we're so tight because we're like okay we've had a couple of lineup changes but the bassist joined six months after me mm. the new drummer came in like three years after me maybe maybe not even that so like we've been the same kind of lineup for i would say six years at this point so and most of us for for nine and a couple of them for longer than that so yeah it's just it is a case of like everybody knows each other inside out and that's that's where that reputation has come from, and the fact that you're getting booked for gigs year upon year upon year is the fact that they know these guys have uh, they've got it on lockdown, and it's 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 tight. Yeah, because it's not about yeah. being the flashiest musician. It's not about oh yeah, the, yeah oh, he he can sweet pickle. He's got he's got an amazing vocal range. It's not about that. It's about 
these these lot can do do the songs and they can do them uh, accurate enough to a point where the the crowd will be loving it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sound. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's where I've been for the last. Yeah, scary. Not like nine years at the end of this month will be my first gig with the main band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Right, I'll, uh, I'll I'll do a little bit of what I've been up to. I've not checked the time, but I'm assuming we're probably halfway through a cast. <laughs> not uh, quite, but yeah, not far off. I'll I'll rattle through mine quite quickly, and we'll get on with our kind of uh, New Year goals. Um, so a lot of mine, like I said, I've been I've been a re- just a massive massive nerd over this um, uh, over this like Christmas period. I've not played guitar a, a whole bunch. I've spent a lot of time with the family. I've done uh, played a lot of NES games, believe it or not. Uh, hey. <laughs> But uh, like kind of guitar focused stuff, the stuff that came out before Christmas, uh, I had a Christmas no talk all tone, which I'm still not going to ruin the the surprise for. But if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It'll only take like <laughs> probably about two and a half minutes of your time, and it's quite funny. Uh, uh, but before that, uh, I did uh, did one from Jed's Peds, which is called the Brain Bleach. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it's based on. Um, but it's absolutely mad as balls. Uh, it is. It's essentially I, I likened it to being Tom Morello in a box because um, it's like a kind of thick, heavy distortion fuzz kind of tone at, at the base of it, which uh, gets you in that kind of '90s alternative zone, which all good and well, kind of almost ratty. Um, kind of territory uh yeah. so you you get that kind of that thick um uh, not not like fantastically defined but like it's almost just like a wall of distortion punching you which is all good and well um one of the switches activates a uh an octave down so it then makes everything just like 10 times thicker and you just get like this meaty uh, meaty thud to the notes which works really well for like big riffing which again Tom Morello is 100% known for and and then the the third switch on it like the the toggle switch on it um, adds uh, a filter effect so like an auto war so (laughs) you're essentially getting like like I say, Tom Rello in a box, and and the controls uh, manipulate the uh, the the sub octave, like the the amount of bass in the sub octave, and then uh, like the well um, where where the filter sits uh, and the sensitivity of the filter as well. So uh, you can get like really kind of really extreme quacky uh, filter effects on it. Um, it is it's mental but it was it was so much fun it was it's one of those ones where you're kind of on the edge of your seat whilst playing it because yeah at any moment you could turn a switch and it it will then just go batshit crazy uh but i, I really enjoyed it um <laughs> and there's some there's some really cool sounds in there and i think um uh, i'm possibly going to be doing a uh, a new video series coming into the new year um 
because there's only so many pedals that I can no talk or tone. Um, and I'm not necessarily in the business to be buying pedals much anymore because I think I've got like a, a good basis covered across the yeah. spectrum. Um, so whereas like two or three years ago, I'd still be like scouring the gear exchange for like, or oh, check this version of this pedal or, or I'll check, oh, there's this Joyo pedal that I've not tried before. I've tried a lot of it, <laughs> so I'm not necessarily going to be buying, uh, buying up those kind of things anymore. Um, so I'm potentially going to be slowing down the no talk or tone stuff and perhaps reducing that down to one or two a month rather than one a week. One a week. But then yeah, also um, starting up a new series where I'm possibly trying to find um, artist sounds using a very small selection of uh, pedals of, of what I've got. And I think that Brain Bleach should be an absolute banger for trying to recreate some Tom Morello-style sounds. Um, but, I mean, there's there's so many artists out there. Like, there's, uh, like, I could do a Stevie Ray thing based on... Uh, I mean, I've got, like, the... Like, potentially, like, the, the Shaky Jimmy, get, like, the, the rotary kind of sound from it. Um, or... I've got like kind of Dumbalesque pedals which get that kind of gritty clean or even uh, I know it might be uh, it might be a bit left field but like something like the Screaming Blues or like a Blues Driver set right I reckon could really nail that kind of harsh uh, harsh strat rasp that uh, sometimes Stevie Ray gets there's yeah. like there's there's so many artists that you can do like if you use the pedals that you've got in creative ways and I think I think that might be the next kind of go to with it kind of that sounds interesting like I yeah. you, like it's it's something that kind of somebody like me who's in a cover band has to kind of yeah has to try and do because like I like. I can't afford to take 25 amps and 25 pedals, 25 guitars to do a set. So, yeah. like, I have to either say, right, I'm not going to use their sound, I'm going to use my sound and fuck it, or <laughs> yeah. you've got you've to kind of go, right, well, this combination of the drive pedals that I've got on my board will make this sound, this combination makes that sound, this combination makes that. Like, so, yeah, being able to manipulate what you've already got into the sounds of things that probably weren't made with what you've got. Yeah. Probably quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the way I kind of see it is if you've, if money's no object and you've got a guitar shop available to you, finding tones is not going to be hard. Uh, <laughs> like the, don't get me wrong. The, the guys at Anderton's that do the, uh, the sound like X band on a budget or like sound like expand by blowing the budget. They're really like really well shot videos and they're really they're really quite interesting. But they're very limited, like you say. If if you're a guy who's doing you're not in a Rolling Stones cover band, but you play two or three Rolling Stones tunes. Yeah. Uh and you don't necessarily want to buy the EHX satisfaction fuzz for that one sound. But you want some. You want to be able to like approximate some of the 
some of the towns. You, you've got what you've got. You've got your, your equipment in front of you. Uh, and there might be ways of approaching, like getting 90% of their the, the tone on the record by using things which weren't used. So like maybe manipulating a tube screamer on a on a song that clearly doesn't use a tube screamer. Um, yeah, because I've got shit loads of tube screamers, so <laughs> I'm going to try and find <laughs> tube screamer songs. Uh, but you know, you know what I mean. It, it could be a, it could be quite an interesting um, uh, an interesting way to to flex my ability to uh, dial in tones, tones rather than. Pedals. Yeah, yeah, rather than just, uh, I've got to play yeah. Gilmore. I better buy a big muff. That kind of, yeah. rather than doing that, use what you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I mean, the, there are only so many circuits, aren't there? Um, like across the the range of, um, like big brands and boutique brands, there's not hundreds and thousands of different circuit designs there's possibly a hundred different circuit designs and then the companies are tweaking those designs to fit their own um their own ideals of that circuit so if you if you work on that as a principle like I should be able to get 90% of whatever tone this specific pedal gets out of one of the origins pedals of it. Yeah. So like it, it might, it might be, it might be a, um, it might be a good, uh, a good video series. I'll have to see how it works and I'll have to try and kind of wrap my head around it. But I think that's the kind of the, the germ of the idea let's see how it how it plays out um what i what i am gonna say though um i have got potentially um something awesome coming up on the no talk all time series um it won't be next week but it might be the week after um well don't don't I, forget the next week is the week after yeah so possibly it could be coming out you know it could have come out like- two days ago yeah yeah, we're recording like eight days in advance for a podcast, which and it's it's weird. Yeah, but, it's unheard yeah, of. Yeah, circumstances just kind of made it happen. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've managed to get hold of um, a chef tone preacher, um, which I've I've been um, I've been quite quite excited because I I had the. Uh, the prototype for it um uh, which was a good pedal it was it was a, a, a fine sounding pedal uh but I'd, I'd suggested some tweaks and then adam says yeah oh yeah yeah i can do that and then he, he he made the tweaks but then also went oh what if i do this and this and this um and it ended up being <laughs> that's like, what he always does <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up being uh a little bit further away from um from what the prototype was uh, and i've heard some um some videos and I've heard a few demos and it's it's sounding fantastic but I was like I've got to I've got to try what it sounds like now um and Yeomans came down actually uh 
and he took his ock calls back uh, <laughs> after about eight months. Um, uh, yeah, and he says like, "Oh, here, here you go. Try try this one out." Um, so I've I finally got to uh, got to try that. Uh, and actually, we'll give a little shout out to Yeomans um, because very recently he started um, stocking his pedals through a practical patch. Right. So, okay. so he's teamed up with um, with our Chris at Practical Patch, uh, and he's selling his pedals through uh, through through Chris at the moment. Uh, and Chris has done some absolutely amazing uh, product shots for him as well. They look really, really cool. Uh, but yeah, go check them out on I think it's practicalpatch.co.uk, possibly. Uh, and we'll you'll be check able- for you now. So there you go. Yeah, and I've, I've checked him out, and it's. Uh, I think if if you go on uh, cheftone.co.uk, it links through to it as well. Uh, because it is practicalpatch.co.uk. There you go. I I absolutely knew that. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Yeah, little shout out to uh, to Chef Tone for like pairing up with. Uh, the absolute dude that is uh practical patch as well um so so yeah that's uh that's a, a little bit of a new um new advancement um but yeah so that that should be coming out soon anyway so we've got we've we are in within 2021 hopefully the year where shit gets a little let, less batshit crazy um well, I thought we didn't really do a lot of the uh, the kind of gear of the year esque talk on our Christmas spectacular um, more than we did just a roundup, and we definitely, definitely didn't do which we usually do is is a a bit of a like look forward to the future and what we're um, what we're hoping for the next year. Uh, so I mean, I've already kind of touched on that with potentially going into some different um different video series um uh however it's that time of the year again where where i have to cast my mind back two years uh to a a new year's resolution that i did which was uh that i was going to learn the entirety of black rose by thin lizzie and I've got to put my hands up again and say that that has not happened. Uh, I mean, if only we had some kind of global situation that meant that I had to spend a, f- a little bit more time at home and had a little bit of spare time on my hands. <laughs> if that was the case, I probably would have got it done. But no, I think I think by, by now I've got to put my hands up and say it's probably not going to happen. Um, but... I think for uh, for 2021, I think the like steady steady growth of the YouTube channel and the podcast would be would be a nice kind of goal. Uh, we're we're slowly getting to a, a point where um, our Patreon pot of gold uh, w- will be. Um, substantial enough to make 
make a bit of clout with an advertisement budget because I didn't want to take like little drip feeds of the uh, of the Patreon money and just go, oh like here's here's like a little twenty quid Facebook ad, here's another like thirty quid Facebook ad, and just do like little pushes because it essentially we would be like pissing into the ocean. Um, yeah. So I wanted to make it quite impactful um, and and get a substantial kind of bit of clout behind it to make a real advertisement push. Uh, and we're getting we're getting to a point kind of with the the Patreon finance where we can start to think about that. Um, and I think both me, you, uh, and Lee and Will uh, will have a chat uh, about about the the ways to. Um, to best move forward and of course if uh, any of you guys uh any of you listeners uh, have any ideas as well um it would be really helpful because it's it's kind of uncharted territory <laughs> we went into this uh, this whole podcast thing because we wanted to like talk shit about guitars uh and we do do that uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the the side side effect that comes along with that is that now we we have to be um savvy with social media and uh advertisement and all of these are the kind of extraneous skills that we didn't necessarily have uh yeah so i mean that's that's kind of fret talk 2021 and budget pedal chap 2021 is kind of like an official stance i think the uh the budget pedal chap youtube channel is steadily increasing and it's getting uh, it's getting a following and the following like the audience who uh, who interact with it as well are really really nice which I've like really enjoyed the fact that it's not just people going oh you shit you can't play uh, this pedal sounds shit why are you putting it through this shitty amp uh, which the like YouTube and the internet is is so <laughs> known for yeah. uh I mean, I've, I'm kind of half expecting the uh, in the comments one day is, oh, well, you're playing shitty, like, dad blues licks. Um, because that is essentially what I do. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of expecting that. But a lot of the interactions have been, like, really kind of genuine stuff. Um, like this morning, there was a, a chap going, oh, it, it says in the description that you're using, like, using a Variax with mag pickups. Is that, what does that mean? Is that, like, the, the standard pickups? So I replied back and going, yeah, like, I'm I'm largely using it like it would be a Strat. And, he, and like, he, he sent back, like, oh, rip, thank you so much. Like, it, within this demo, you was getting, a, like, there were a couple of moments where you were getting the tone that I want. Um so I had a little chat with him and was like, "These are like the these are the videos that you might find, uh, like accentuate some of some of the the characteristics I think you want." So it's like real real kind of genuine uh, interaction, yeah. And I'm loving that. Um, and so that's that's kind of steadily growing, just owing to the fact that the videos are getting out there. Um, Fret talk as well, like I say. We'll, we're going to make a um, an advertisement push on that one. I think it's it's a, a relatively modest uh, and 
again, genuine and generally quite nice following that we've got with the the Fretful podcast. Um, but of, of course, like that's not going to increase much uh, naturally uh, as much as the the uh, the budget pedal tap YouTube thing is. And that's where the kind of the Patreon came along and the uh, the advertisement budget came for that as well. Um, so I think that's kind of that's official stance. Um, but personally, I think what I want to do is potentially get better at rhythm guitar. I think I think that's uh, that's something that I want to do. Uh, my uh, ability to play lead, I'm not going to say is phenomenal. But it's it's serviceable, and it's it's at a point where I listen to my uh, playing and go, yeah, that'll do. Um, however, <laughs> as I as I mentioned, I do play a lot of shitty uh, dad blues slicks, uh, which is all all kind of lead based. Uh, so I want to I want to kind of increase my ability to get in the pocket with uh with some good solid rhythm playing. Uh, so I think possibly that is my uh my challenge over the year. And what we might do cuz not uh, it weren't last year it was the year before where we had like a a monthly challenge where we were yeah. like learning lead bits. Yeah, and it kind of petered out over the year. It did. I think we, we we got quite far in. We got to like... I think it was about August-ish, maybe it a bit wa- later. It was. I think we got, yeah, I, I dare say we got six uh, six months in. I only posted two videos, but I actually, I followed along with it up to that sixth month. So... Yeah, and I think I think I'd been, I think I might have posted two or three, but yeah, I'd, I'd been doing it each month and then just kind of, yeah, it... it kind of teetered off towards the end of the year didn't it other things kind of took over yeah 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 absolutely um but something like that might be good might be good to spur spur us on to doing some some more rhythm based stuff which would be pretty cool yeah, um yeah I'd, I'd, I'd be up for that so there we go potentially signing our own death warrants here <laughs> Um, but yeah, something something interesting. So maybe doing some like funk rhythm, doing some, uh, maybe some like punk and stuff, because it's like quite heavy on the uh, on the right hand. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's not even like it's not just strumming either. Like that's that's one of the things that I've noticed. Like I I tend to do is either everything is strummed or everything is kind of palm muted, and there's kind of no combination yeah. of the two whereas there is quite a lot of pu- punk riffs or even other riffs out there in the world where it's like a combination of a full-on power chord and then three or four palm muted and then back to and, and just kind of i i just either play it all one or one way or the other and it's yeah i that's definitely something that i could look at doing the likes of some of the punk or pop punk like modern pop punk kind of stuff playing it properly <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. I mean, that's potentially where we can start with week number one. No, it's a week one. That'd be like 52, <laughs> 52 songs. Yeah, I was going to say, hang on a minute. No. <laughs> I do have a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and two month bands. number one. Yeah, monthly. Yeah, I could, I could probably just about contribute to monthly, but yeah. 
Weekly, I'm not so sure. Faux show. Yeah, so like a, a monthly challenge. So potentially month number one is punk. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so there you go, yeah. Um, that That's kind of where I, I want to be uh, for this year. How about yourself, Matt? Is there anything that you've been looking to do or to to improve on or yeah so like i i was scratching my head going what the hell can i think about because you like kind of sprung this on me in, <laughs> in, in the in the warm-up for the cast and i was like oh there's like i'm in two bands like i've i've been improving my playing like what else can i think oh and then i was just in the last five minutes realized that i i spent about an hour and a half last night playing the acoustic guitar going you know what i used to i used to know so many songs that i could sing along with and like sing and play and just kind of like there's a, i can remember the words to about five of them and i'm going yeah what i what, what i actually want to do is maybe like i know this is going to annoy people because they don't have the chance to do this in the uk but i wouldn't mind going back to a couple of open mics and just trying to work on my own singing and just yeah my enjoyment of just playing solo like on my own as opposed to with an entire band to hide behind if something goes wrong. Yeah, and and that that kind of uh like no safety net playing really does it it highlights any um any uh, like grey areas in your playing, doesn't it? It highlights yeah. any of that those kind of blind spots. Cuz I I've done that where I've gone, "Oh yeah, I can play this song." And then I go to go to play like I like the rhythm part, and I'm like, actually, this, this, like me playing it on my own, it sounds shit. <laughs> like, I thought, yeah. like, I know all of these chords, I know it's, I know what it's supposed to sound like, but it's not yeah, quite it there. Sound like that. Yeah. 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 So I think that's something I'll probably end up doing is spending a bit of time at home, just relearning either words or melodies or just learning how to play and sing at the same time because a lot of what I do in the bands is, oh, look, there's some backing vocals, but there's other people who do the backing vocals, so I'm just going to turn my mic. I've got a switch on my mic because it's a cheap one, so I switch the mic off in case I want to shout along to anything. But for the <laughs> most part, like unless my backing vocals are needed, my microphone is switched off in case I sing and like I don't want to put any effort in. Like, if, I, if I'm like either playing lead or like just thrashing along rhythm and just enjoying myself. The last thing I want to do is focus on my vocals. Generally, I don't want to hear my vocals. I'd say like, um, yeah, I, I just kind of ignore it. So actually it's, it's something I did a little bit at the start of the, this, the start of 2020 was like teaching myself to control my voice a little bit and probably ought to go for some lessons, but like, I might do, I might not, but I'd certainly like to get back into, like, there was one point where I was doing an open mic every other week for a couple of years at one point, so, yeah, I'd like to get back to at least being able to do four or five songs at an open mic every now and again. Yeah, banging. I, I applaud that. Uh, I mean, I've I'll, I'll tried to keep my vocals... I don't, like never really needed vocals because I've never done like never really done backing vocals. I've, I've sung the occasional song in front of people, uh, but never nothing really that required any uh, any responsibility. It's always been as and when I've felt like it, and yeah, <laughs> nothing that's needed to be relied on. Uh, but I, I always try and keep my vocal 
um, ability sharp by um, learning harmony parts along with songs. Like on YouTube, there's fantastic tutorials for uh, for like harmony parts to stuff like Sound of Silence um, and um, More Than Words and st- like those those acoustic ballads where you've got like a strong um like harmony vocal part and i've taught myself um at certain points how to sing those parts um by listening to the isolated alternative uh melody or the, like the harmony and, and done it that way uh and then later on had a bash at singing it along with the song uh so that's that's how i've done it previously but <laughs> like I say, I've I've never never been a vocalist who's been relied upon for my ability to be able to sing. So yeah, I mean, you're already ahead of me because I I tend to really struggle with harmony parts. Like if I if I can hear the the line I'm supposed to be singing in my head, then fair enough. But if it's something where like there's a really strong main vocal that you've got to harmonise with my voice always just kind of like, it might start in the harmony, but it just tracks itself back to either singing the same as what the the main vocal is or an octave lower or two octaves lower or something like singing octaves. Yeah, fine. But like trying to find like a fifth above or a third above or whatever, I can start there. Um, but not like the, the <laughs> one, then, I, the one, yeah. the one I remember being good at is there's an a seven chord sang in, um, one of the Beatles, Twist and Shout. Yeah, yeah. Um, where uh, everyone comes in at a different, and they add, they add, uh, they add the fifth, and then uh, the seventh, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They they stack the stack the notes, don't they? Yeah, of, yeah. Of and the I, and I can come in, and I can sing the fifth, or I can sing the seventh. That's fine. But if I if I then have to move to a different note that is also harmonised <laughs> with a different note, I'll just go back to whatever the root note was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's too much for my mind to kind of cope with and to be fair i've never practiced but yeah like yeah and and for the most part the 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 stuff i do is just kind of like singing in the chorus where the whole band kind of joins in to give it that extra bit of kind of you know the extra presence for the chorus line like a chorus feel rather than a uh like an individual almost like those kind of big anthemic hits where it's like a crowd singing along with it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that I, I get that. I get that. Um, there's a fantastic guy on YouTube, actually. If if you want to keep along with the the Beatles, because the Beatles have got some absolutely fantastic vocal harmonies. They they very much kind of set the standard for good, uh, simple but um, very very defined and very distinctive uh, vocal harmonies. And there's this wonderful chap and he's like I, I can't remember his name because at the start of the videos he mumbles it very very quickly in an italian accent uh so <laughs> there's, there's there's not really much of a chance of me being able to tell you but if you like if you type in any of the Beatles songs and type like vocal harmony like help vocal harmony there's always this l- tiny little italian chap um who does like the the video of of all of the vocal bits like he just like a multi-tracked version where there's like him doing all of the harmonies and then it will break down each and every one of the harmonies that were recorded um 
individually. So we we'll okay. look it'll go, okay, here's here's George's bit for this bit. Uh and it's it's fantastic. And I've I've done a few of them. Um and they're they're quite quite good. But like some of the Beatles harmonies that they're very, very hard to to pitch. Like very hard for your ear to kind of latch onto. Because they're just so well uh well masked within the sound of the song yeah and that's that's how the beatles managed to to make their songs sound so massive um because i mean they're a four piece but essentially you've got like a a strummy rhythm guitar you've got generally generally busy rhythm guitarist a bassist and a drummer but every one of them is adding a vocal on top of the well, that's it. They, they basically had four main vocals, didn't they? And that meant that every song had harmon- harmony to one level, certainly for a long time. And some of the stuff later on didn't, and some of the really early stuff didn't. But like a lot of their stuff has at least two kind of clear harmony lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and like- then you've got the, the big bits that fill out, or the big chordal bits as well. And it just ends up making the the vocal arrangement so massive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a masterclass. That one. <laughs> if you want to be able to get your vocals on point, that's that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be yeah a little bit out of my range at the moment. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I would like to do a bit of vocal work because I I do actually really enjoy it. And the the singer in the second band, there's a couple of songs that we've suggested that he'd be like. I've got a, a lot deeper voice than him. And he's like, maybe you should sing that one. And I'm like, no, nah, you're good. You sing it. <laughs> <That's> it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, you do it. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. He's, he's like, got a good voice. Yeah. I, I, I don't get me wrong. Like I, I'd love to sing as a main vocal, but I just, I, at the moment don't have the confidence and maybe it is a confidence thing of, yeah. Well, there you go. That's, that's 2021 for you, isn't it? The year of confidence. Yeah. Possibly, maybe yeah. <laughs> we'll <know>. find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a few songs that I possibly would sing in front of a crowd, possibly because I think I've got a similar uh, similar issue to yourself where my vocal range sits in a very strange place. Yeah, uh, I've got a very yeah, very mine, mine isn't in the normal kind of like you think of a normal male vocalist for a rock band. And it's upper mid is how I'd like to describe it. Yeah, I mean they're, they're almost kind of sitting in in the um, the alto uh, range, aren't they? I mean because male vocals tend to be tenor, but like all of the real like real iconic male vocals tend to be pushing that alto range as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely pushing into it if they're not in it all the time. Like, the, obviously, there's there's exceptions. The likes of Freddie, who could just do everything, and like you know, if you go back far enough, I don't think Frank Sinatra was really in the alto range. But no, I don't Frank, think many people listen to that kind of stuff. Yeah, Frank had a uh, if if it was baritone, it it was still very low. I think, like I I don't think. From from what I've heard, I don't think I would struggle to sing um, Frank Sinatra stuff in terms of vocal range. Vocal yes. quality, however, 
<laughs> is a completely different yeah. thing but yeah but yeah like for for the most of like the modern day and even like this this the 70s stuff like the like iconic vocals like you're thinking of people like like plant who when he was good was really good but like can't even sing it himself these days yeah yeah, and, yeah. like like the like the other iconic things for me are people like bon scott or brian johnson with acdc and again that's definitely starting a lot higher yeah. than yeah it starts an octave higher than yeah <laughs> I, te- I tend to find with with those kind of things like during the verses i can sing it comfortably within their range but then yeah. the chorus kicks in and they're like <laughs> Oh, where did where did that extra octaves worth of range come yeah, from? Where where did that go? I d- I don't seem to have those notes. Where do they come from? Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, I can get them, but I'm singing it falsetto, and it it doesn't sound like it hasn't got the power behind it. It doesn't the the tonal quality is isn't anywhere near as a as a natural voice would be. Um, yeah. And you just think, well, they've clearly got a, a a more useful vocal range than I have got. Yeah. Um, just looked at the time, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll do we'll do one news segment because I can reuse the other things for uh, for the the Sunday cast, which will be coming up exactly a week from now. But last night, yeah. <laughs> for the listener, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, or or next Monday, depending on whether you're going to listen to it live or. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I reckon we'll talk about the TC plethora because it's largely, largely not news. <laughs> um, anyway, it kind of is. So um, much like um, much like the updates for the Helix, where people get kind of excited, the TC uh, plethora, which is their um, almost like blank slate pedal um it's it's received a couple of updates so before uh before this it didn't have the phaser the helix phaser in with it i'm assuming that's because um the helix phaser didn't have uh, like it weren't from the series that had mash functions um and they just couldn't get it out in time for the like day one release with it so like they've got the helix phaser but obviously because they're all uh mash um available uh mash compatible uh it's now got um mash uh functions so you can uh, assume log have uh like a ramp on the speed for example so you could go from yeah. like your standard maybe like a slow slowish phaser to then go in going a bit cray cray yeah, I'd forgotten what the mass function was until you said that. So that was like, it's a pressure sensor, like not volume pedal. What's the thingy? The yeah, it's an expression it's pedal. Ex- yeah, it's an expression pedal, but without having to without take up pedal. space <laughs> with the pedal. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is really cool. Um, I've yet to try a pedal with uh, with it on, but I imagine it's quite useful, and especially because like, it was released with the. Um, uh, flashback two and the half two, yeah. um, and for them, I'm like, I don't think I care too much for for that. Like the half more than the the flashback, I think I'd rather have a tap tempo than a expression pedal I, with it. I 
I don't understand what you would use an expression pedal for with a reverb pedal. Delay, I get it. I wouldn't use it, but I I get that you can do that. Yeah, yeah, like thing. altering the yeah. So the the thing that sprung to mind when they did the uh, the product demos of it is they swell in, um, like they used it to swell in the the reverb amount, uh, which was kind of useful, but then also swell in the amount of uh like amount of effect on the reverb so they would like add in shimmer to um reverbs uh, which... yeah i suppose that's the one thing i can like if you swell in the modulated setting the the one with the shimmer on it then yes i could i can see a use for that yeah but i mean that's a bit of a gimmick for for one tiny little effect isn't it <laughs> yeah like for me not necessarily all that useful like I'd probably get more out of it if, like, when you put the the mash function down fully, it it was like kicking a spring reverb, and you got that like yeah, real flat like splash sound. Sorry, yeah. Um, but again, like for for those two pedals, I wouldn't see um, the mash function as being all that useful. But for like all of the modulation stuff, I can see massive, massive use for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not an expression pedally person. Like, in terms of sure, it's fine for like octave up, octave down, and sweeping between them. But yeah, yeah, I, the, I'm not really going to use it for anything else. That'd be really good with the um, the sub and up on the uh, on the plethora, having it as like a. Yeah, like we say again, like a Tom Morello, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that that could be kind of cool. Um, but like f- for me, like maybe like having the mix of a um, of of a modulation, like you might want to go from like a uh, a more subtle version to like a a more extreme version in a chorus or yeah or or whatnot. Uh, like a fast or slow setting for a phaser yeah like a phaser uh a univibe or like a rotary would be ideal for that kind of ramping yeah i can Uh, see it being useful it's just it's not something for me yeah yeah i mean and that's why i think the mash control is really quite useful because it's not then taking up the space of a an expression pedal that's on top of the the pedal itself it's there if you don't want to use it all the time it's not really taking up any more space anyway but it just gives you that option yeah um so yeah i mean the the they've bought in the helix phase which is uh possibly another thing that needs to go on the no talk or tone um hey. <laughs> uh it's a really good phase i've i really enjoyed it um i from what I remember, it does the um, the phase ninety cents, but then also goes uh, beyond as well. Um, so Helix Phaser, you've also got the um, the vicious vibe. Uh, sorry, vicious, a uh, viscous, viscous vibe. Um, and <laughs> the again, vicious vibe, the one that comes after you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, but and again, with the the mash function, loads of people um, who use vibe pedals want a ramp control with it. Uh, and it's it's all always um, heralded as one of those kind of those premium features 
Like with yeah. the, uh, I know the the vent is not a a vibe. It's a Leslie um, Leslie sim, but it's also got that um, that like ramp control where you can ramp between the fast and the slow. Um, so really good for the uh, the viscous vibe, not vicious vibe. Um, there's the tape deck looper, um, which is not a TC pedal that I'm aware of, but apparently it allows. 80 seconds of mono uh, recording or t- 40 seconds of stereo looping. Take uh, that looper. Is that the the looper that's built into the flashback? <laughs> I don't know if it is. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm pretty sure their looper's called the Ditto looper, isn't it? Yeah, their standard one is is called the, the Ditto. They also Unless have that... it's a setting in the Ditto X4, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It might be a completely new thing. It might be they've created an algorithm specifically for uh, this, which would be quite kind of nice. Uh, that they... Yeah, but at the same time, who wants a, a tape looper? Um, so it's the fact that it loops stereo, I think, is uh, the selling point of this one. And the fact that you're not having to pay any more because it's an update is yay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very much of the opinion that what was wrong with the Ditto? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or, hey, uh, or just updated to the Ditto X2, which definitely was stereo. There you go, yeah. Um, but also, apparently, uh, nine cab sims. I don't know if it had cab sims before, but it's got nine of them now. I, I don't remember anybody talking about cab sims for it. So the, the, this is your... Uh, your um your thing that you need to do now, Mr. Bimpson, is tell us before the update, did it have cab sims? <laughs> um because it's like I was talking to you before the cast and I was like this is essentially what I was what I bought the uh the Helix for, the the stomp is for the cab sims. Um and all of the effects that you get along with it were like, oh, that's a bonus. Um, this is like a good hundred quid cheaper than the uh, <laughs> uh, than the stomp. So, ah, fuck. Um, but you know what? I, I've I've got my use at the uh, at the stomp. I've I've really like really been using it uh, quite a lot. So. I can't, I can't complain. Uh, so yeah, but so the plethora, it's got, it's got some new stuff. Uh, the fact that it's got the viscous vibe on it is, is cool enough for me. I've always wanted to try one of the viscous vibes, uh, and never got around to it. I think the the closest I've got is the, the shaky Jimmy. Uh, which I love. I love Point really for love. everybody playing bingo there. <laughs> there you go. If you've got the threats up, bingo. Um, Shaky Jimmy's been mentioned. If I mention a, a certain brown uh, TC overdrive, I think you have to take a shot. Hey. Oh, dear. Yeah. Indeed. Right. I think that's probably where we should wrap it up for this week. Um, as I say, I'm going to save all of this delicious delicious news for um for the next podcast 
um, because I have a feeling that we're probably not going to get an, like a massive spate of actual guitar news between now and then. So it's always worth keeping some back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine you're getting any guitar news. Bearing in mind it's the traditional run-up to what's not um, going to happen, which is Nam. Yeah, but it, it might happen virtually, mightn't it? it? There might be like a virtual Nam 21. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. But if if so, they'll probably collaborate between the companies and make whatever. It's usually the third or fourth week in Jan, isn't it? So, Yeah, so, uh, I mean, possibly. We've possibly got some news coming up. Um, It's been wonderful to be back. I've really, uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, as much as I do like having a bit of a break and just turning my brain off for a couple of weeks, it's been really nice. It's been really nice having a having a chat and getting this fret talk, fret talk, fret talk train a rolling again. So, hey. just massive thanks to you, Matt, for allowing this to happen because really weird for me just to be sat here talking to myself. Well, thank you for having me for the last whatever years it's been at this point. Indeed, yeah, it's it's been a few, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, think, I think it's four, would, isn't it? At this point, possibly, yeah, possibly. I was, uh, I was younger and less fat when when this started. Had slightly more hair. So there you go. <laughs> um, I wouldn't change it though. It's all good. Right, so let's wrap the podcast up. Let's let's do it properly. Um, We've got to give a shout out to our Patreon people because, again, you are amazing and you make the rocking world go round. Uh, I'm not insinuating that you are all fat bottom girls, but <laughs> if the boot fits. <laughs> um, so if you want to be a, a Patreon backer for as little as $2 a month, you can be one of these people uh, and you get your name shouted, shart, <laughs> sharted, sharted out on the podcast <laughs> um like so so we've got mr adam yeomans of chef tone effects we've got mr andrew bimpson we've got mr doug christ of 37 effects we've got joseph richardson of joseph richardson music and abstracting band who have released some new stuff so check it out um we have got uh mr huge erection yes we do we do it's yes been a while <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got um, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups and we've got Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast was that seven? that was seven I feel Pretty feel sure. like it was That's that sounded very seven-y to me um, so if you want to find uh, more from myself it is Budget Pedal Chat at YouTube at Instagram at Facebook and face, uh, sorry YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone also the home of the pickpocket series which might be getting a new logo soon because again i was i was <laughs> being a bit nerdy during the uh, <laughs> christmas break um and yeah uh might even be host to a new video series coming soon um matt you are Ooh. um matt heel underscore matt q at Correct. twitch at twitter at Twitter, Instagram. Yep. It's been a while this has, hasn't it, Matt? It's, it's it has. It's like, quite, yeah, you're, you're really struggling through it. <laughs> I am, yeah. It, it's fine. Give me a couple of weeks, I'll be back in it. Um, and that will be us. So that will be 
uh, from myself, Mr. Budget Pelletier. Bye. From Mr. Matt Coyne. Uh, say bye, Matt. <laughs> bye, Matt. Whee! There we go. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Till our bit. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> we got there eventually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Good to be not, back. Not rehearsed that. <laughs> <laughs> priest, an imam, and a rabbit go to the blood donor centre. The rabbit says, I think I might be a typo. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>